Welcome to another Pure Fandom Podcast. This is Star Wars Theory Series Part 20. I am one of your hosts, Liz Prue, co-founder of purefandom.com, and I am joined by my amazing co-host and eldest younger brother, Patrick Pohop. Hey, happy to be back. Can you believe we are at uh, Part 20? It's pretty wild. It's it's a journey. Such an adventure. Um, we're really excited today to have frequent guest host, uh, my husband and uh, Patrick's new brother, Eric Prue. Woo! Am I still a new brother? I don't. We were talking about that. I think that. the new dust is kind of settled. Yeah, I think so. What? I'm just a brother. Well, then that makes it weird for me. I guess new brother was also kind of weird for me. Yeah. Well, I never called you my new brother, I just called you my new husband. Your first husband. Yes. That would be good. So this is a Star Wars podcast. This is a Star Wars podcast. Um, we have a very special guest today, Mr. Michael Welling. Hello, Michael. Hi, good to be here, Liz. Thanks so much for joining. We're like super pumped. Oh, well, I'm going to be here. <laughs> oh, great. Um, as an icebreaker, I know we asked you this before we started recording, and this is putting you in a bit of a tough spot because it is on the spot. But do you have a Jedi name? Or do you, you know, vibe with the dark side more? I mean, just look at me. I don't. I don't look like the dark side. Just, you know. <laughs> but that means you would be dark side. <laughs> oh, see, see, you do drive a good point there. I mean, it just it comes up when you, when you least expect it. Hayden, episode two. Did you expect that rat tail to turn into Order sixty six? I didn't think so. Oh God! Don't bring it up. <laughs> I mean, no. Don't bring it up. Such the a rat tail's the worst part of the Jedi tradition. Oh, whatever. You could sport a fierce rat tail. You got some great hair, Michael. Oh well, thank you. You're welcome. So, are you are you light side or dark side? I always tend to lean more to the light side. I like to feel like I'm a I'm a good soul at heart, you know, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And <laughs> then when you least expect it, maybe I'm like a more like an Anakin, you know, started out light side, you know, everyone thought they were going to be good, and spoiler alert, he turns into Darth Vader. So, you know, you could pass as the chosen one. You yeah. totally could. That's... I mean, you got the brains for it. That's why we're having you on this podcast. Oh well, that's I, I, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. How do you react to that? Oh, nice. oh yeah, yeah. It okay. could be the chosen one, I guess. Yeah. So, um, what we're referring to is, and what drew us to have Michael on the podcast. So, Michael, um, correct me if I'm wrong. So, you and your friends dove into the grav- gravitational requirements and structural integrity of the Death Star. It was a rather, uh, you know, exemplary Wednesday night. You know, you generally don't go that far down into the into the rat hole on uh, on a Wednesday night. But you know, for some reason, we started out. It was a a YouTube video that spurred all this conversation on. It was a comparison of the relative sizes of the various spacecraft from Star Wars. Right. So I'm sure you guys have seen it before. And they mentioned the Death Star, and we just got on a roll, thinking like, oh yeah, the Death Star, you know, hundred mile radius or whatever metric you find at the time, and we were like. Man, that's that's pretty big. But then then we had to ask ourselves, well, how big is it? I mean, you know, we had to do the calculations like any good nerd would run through at ten o'clock at night. So. Absolutely, a few beers in, I'm sure. Maybe you know, 
of more than a few. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's it's, hard, it's hard to tell. We'd be disappointed otherwise. Right. I know a it few Jedi together. adult beverages always get you in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. In uh, what's her name's bar? What's the name of the bar? Mas Canada. Mas Canada. Mas Canada. Oh, yeah. God knows what kind of drinks they're making in that place. Oh, that bougie planet. As long as the music is still playing, that's all that matters. Um, if I have time to edit this properly, I will actually insert the do-do-do-do-do's for you guys. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Can you superimpose it over mine? I mean, I was just going to delete yours, but... I want to see how on key I was. It's pretty good, though. Michael and I can do a duet. He was in show choir. You in show choir too? You bet I was. No, we wonder. never covered. Uh, oh yeah, it's the show so. choir corner over here. I know. I don't know, Pat. Oh, you might have. You should have been in show choir. I mean, I'm not sure how to take that, but no, in a good way. I mean, I've seen you do. Karaoke. Show choir's cool now. I didn't like, in like a good Zac way. Efron, like Zac Efron show choir. Yes, Zac Efron show choir. Okay. Okay, um, so we don't even know if these questions we came up with are um, like appropriate for the math that you did. So if you're like you're way off, just let me talk about it. Let us know. Um, Pat, where do you want to start? Oh, um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I I mean, I think what kind of job would someone actually have like on the Death Star? Ooh, good Ooh, question. That's a good question. Yeah, good job, Pat. Well, I mean, just judging by the sheer volume of space, I mean, you realize that, like, what they say, uh, like, there's millions of people, like, potentially on the Death Star at once. I mean, it can fit the entire population of Earth. So um, that's like, the entire the entire landmass of Earth could fit on the Death Star. So I mean that tells you. Kind I don't of, think yeah, I realize that. Well, Something, that's a, the that's perspective. A, a surface area versus volume question, right? If you think about it, right? Because. Uh, on Earth, oh my God. on Earth, we're talk, we live on the surface, right. right? We live on the surface area, so the the volume uh, of of Earth is only as good as the surface area. But in the Death Star, you have all the levels, you have the full volume of the spaceship where people and not up. the surface, and not the surface. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, that brings a so whole other thing. Up. So it's yeah. Oh, so it's like journey to the center of the Earth, but you can actually go there. Like there's an yeah. elevator that goes to the center of the Death Star and. You can work there. Do you guys have that questions about the elevator? Because I'm pretty sure there's... Oh, the elevator is a controversy some... in and of itself. Really? <laughs> okay. Let's dive in. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in the movie, I mean, it's really interesting because you look at... So when you look at the... Well, I guess let's go into the architecture of the Death Star. I mean, we were trying to figure out like, how the heck did they... What was the structure of it? You would think, like, our initial assumption was that it was concentric circles. So, you know, you start at the outside and then you just had another floor beneath it and another floor beneath it because I mean if you're like a circular floor just like a circular okay. floor that just curved because I mean if you're a hundred mile radius I mean that's surely they said what it's a small moon so surely it'd be big enough to have its own gravitational field and everything mm-hmm. like that so if you were walking around you would walk towards the around center right but that was not how it was architected in the schematics that we found and judging from like how when uh the, the schematics that that uh, Luke got a hold of, right? right? Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most underrated Jedi. Uh, that's a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah so took care of uh, sending Michael the schematics. It was very nice of him. I really appreciate it. <laughs> this, this entire thing could not have been done without his contribution. Right, so really of course. Good. But you'll notice, even when like the Millennium Falcon lands on the Death Star, it doesn't land on the surface. 
it pulls into a bay mm-hmm. like perpendicular to the side of the building. So therefore, or of the well of the Death Star. So it's clearly more of a tiered surface throughout. So you just have a bunch of floors just leveled one on top of the other all the way up. Like halvesies almost. Like do you think it's split in half or it's just one floor that goes perpendicular, like you said, across the sphere? I mean, that's kind of what we kind of gathered at. I mean, obviously you'll have you know, room for the massive laser that destroys planets and all that fun stuff. Addition to the power core. I mean, you, you kind of got to make do for some other things in there. You know, all that other stuff. It's probably going to be more than just one of your typical floors that people are walking around on. So you never really know. Right. But it's really interesting to kind of look at it from that kind of perspective as opposed to your initial assumption of, oh, this is like Earth. Of course you'd be like concentric circles and walk around the whole thing. But no, it's very much level by level by level. Um, but so to the elevator question, or more to like where the center was, I mean, where would you think, like, where was the throne room where they were in the sixth movie? Where was Palpatine's, uh, where was he sitting? Where was everything going on at that final scene? Was it at the very top of the Death Star? Um, and if that's the case, like, he fell straight down when he fell? Like, did he fall towards the center? Like, was that were they on the side and there was a gravitational field like it was weird because he was looking out a window so he would have had to be near the side of the death star but at the top it would have been a skylight right yeah and well and if he was at the top like looking out you would have basically seen so much of the of everything out around everything out yeah and some of the schematics actually Mm -hmm. don't even have um they don't have tears the whole way they actually have i think it's like four concentric levels or something around the outside that are just like level, level, level. And then you have all the way up just stacked like floors. Could there have been a sliver of the Death Star that just wasn't the floors like stopped at? Like it was just like a slither of the sphere that was just open and it was where they... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would have through had... Through people? Yeah, potentially, because he <laughs> fell, like, right into the core. But we were doing some other calculations, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I apologize, but something about... <laughs> we wouldn't how... be able to cover it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something about, uh, you know, with a with a, the size, the sheer size that the Death Star was and how, uh, you know, assuming terminal velocity was the same and everything like that, it would have taken him roughly, like, 15 minutes or something to have actually reached the core of the Death Star. <laughs> That's a slow, painful death. <laughs> yeah, it's right? like it would have been a rather long fall. And so I think that was probably a little bit of creative license there to, you know, just shorten shorten the fall up a little bit before he actually hit the reactor in the center. So but it's just, you know, something to think about, you know. Well, so, all right, let's play that out a little bit. So, Well, hold on. We still haven't answered Pat's question. So someone technically could have been like a janitor on the Death Star. Like, those are the kinds of jobs. Oh, I'm, oh yeah. Without a doubt. Like well, it, was a, it was a small, not a rather large city, actually. Yeah. I mean, at that size. So I mean, you, you need, you'd need, like, a crazy one of those, like, iRobot vacuum type things to cover that sort of thing. Who do you think, like, what do you think the craziest job would be on the Death Star? Like... I, I mean, I feel like managing the that the core or whatever or the laser that shoots out if like something malfunctions and like kicks back i mean that could like i would not want to be standing there no no I mean, it's probably going to kill somebody so that'd probably be the most to me like insane job oh i, I was... would not want to f up yeah true someone has to polish that thing that's a yeah. oh yeah i mean the janitor <laughs> would be a pretty important job like imagine being the head janitor of the death star you've got like fifty thousand employees 
I mean, Invader looks pristine AF in everything oh, that he does. So if he sees a you know stuff, he doesn't. You know he doesn't polish that himself. You know, no, <laughs> he does not. Someone there helping him out. I mean, yeah. I was a bartender for a couple of years, and just like polishing kegs and freezers was a pain in the ass. I couldn't imagine, you know, doing like an entire moon made of that. <laughs> but um, okay. what about cleaning up bodies? I feel like there were always bodies just laying around that Vader had choked out. Oh, you just throw, toss that into space, easy peasy. Oh, or the yeah. trash compactor. Wow, I mean, you have like Ooh, no the trash compactor. Compactor. Oh, yeah, it's always a viable option. Oh, they're just trash. The trash <laughs> just throw it out there. Hey, I mean, no, no, no funeral, no ceremony, no like. I mean, come on, bro. One of your favorite movies is Revenge of the Sith, and that's where like a bunch of kids die. Yeah, but I don't like that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin, that's such a horrible scene, by the way. He just walks in and he's just staring at him, and they're well, like, Annie. And you're like, oh, well, shit. Well, they actually don't show it. This got dark. I mean, at least George, you know. But you knew it was going to happen. That's true. I mean, you had to show it because then you'd be like, okay, where did it all. That's another topic. Okay, sorry. It's another topic. <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, of course, we always get stuck on the prequels, which is probably why. Um, I actually don't know why we have loyal viewers um, or listeners. <laughs> uh, so. I'm sorry. What what was next you were going to dive into, Eric? Well, in terms of just, you know, grabbing away from Eric really quick. I mean, you look at this. We, it was rather amazing. Even if you assume, like, only 30% of it was habitable, it was still twice the area of land mass on Earth. So, like, talking about jobs, I mean, well, they would have had capacity for, what are we at, 9 billion? So, yeah. I mean... A shitload of people. Yeah, yeah, you'd have plenty of space there, and so you'd have to have plenty of elevators and plenty of people there walking around, and I'm sure that you'd have every job that you could you know, think imaginable. If you have all of them on Earth, you'll probably need a grocery store clerk, and I don't even know what else you'll have to have on. <laughs> well, they I'm, definitely I'm sure have that they have a, You know, there's probably an LA yeah. Fitness somewhere on that Death Star. I mean, everything is, it's big enough, it's a, it's a, it's a rather large uh, moon up there, so. Mm-hmm. So if you're, okay, I, this is a question for you three then. If this Death Star, you know, say you weren't exactly sure, or say you knew, you heard of what it did, but you hadn't seen what it did, of course, until Alderaan happened. But say they're prepping for the Death Star. Obviously, they have to start staffing well ahead of time. If it's good for the economy, galaxy-wise, would you have been like, oh, I'm not sure if this... I mean, I know it's called Death Star. I'm not sure exactly what it means. <laughs> but have you seen the benefits the Empire offers? Like, my 401k, they'll match it like 65%. Would you go work on the Death Star? Before this is, and I'm I'm giving you an out here saying this is before you see Alderaan blown up, or the Death Star blown up, or the Death Star blown up, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, yeah. one or the other, death. or uh, or genocide could... to the next, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And is yeah. this yeah, it could be Death Star V one, Death Star V two. I mean, they clearly thought that hey, we had one of them, we should totally build another one, totally even yeah. bigger. So, I mean, bringing jobs back, you know, the economy's a flowing. You got makes great the galaxy great again? Yeah, makes make the galaxy great again. What would you? Oh yeah, well in that context, no. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what we're saying. Is Palpatine relatable to anyone in office today? Hmm. Just kidding. Uh, but really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. Would you Would you work on the Death Star, Michael? Uh, you know, I'd give it a shot. I'd try anything. I think that sounds like it'd be a you know a useful uh, line item on the resume or something along the lines <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, I see here right under uh, right under your your current position. You used to be a janitor on the Death Star. How'd that go? <laughs> well, I was on home on vacation and then I didn't have a job, so you know, I figured I had to start looking around. As long as I got to wear one of those weird ass big helmets, you know. Like, got to sit in the control room and wear, wear those weird big helmets. Like Spaceballs big helmets? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Lord Helmet. Oh, yeah. Lord Helmet. <laughs> what would you do? I don't think I would. No. I'd want to just explore space. Like, be a Han Solo. Oh, I knew it. Wow, yeah. I Very knew surprise. it. Pat wants to be Han Solo. Right. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm not meant to be held in a confined space like that. No, Even though right. it's huge. A confined course. space yeah. bigger than the landmass of Earth. <laughs> it's very yeah, confined. Just for context, very confining. I, I'm seeing two circled numbers here in your in your metrics. So you've got the you've got the square mileage of Earth and yeah. the square mileage of the Death Star. That's so a pretty big number, isn't yeah, it? Can Eric? you share with us? What's, yeah. So uh, we found Eric can't a, pronounce that number. I can't pronounce <laughs> that number. So we, we uh, have the surface area of Earth somewhere in the order of uh, 57. Million one hundred and forty-seven thousand six hundred thirty-one point two five miles squared. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you know, and that's roughly the tw- uh, you know about thirty percent of the total land mass of or the total surface area of Earth. Okay. And then we calculated the um, total surface area level by level by level by level of the Death Star to be three hundred ninety-two million seven hundred and sixty-five thousand square miles. And then we so assume that's almost seven times the size of the Earth. Yeah, jeez. And so we how gave much it... bigger is Jupiter than Earth? Like, could we should would, should we be comparing it to another planet and not? Oh, Earth? that's an interesting. That's a good question. I mean, if I think it's small, it's smaller than Earth, but with all the levels, that's where we gain all the additional space. Yeah. Right. Because the Earth only has one level because we're standing on the surface. Or right. does it? Haven't you seen Journey Ooh. to the Center of the Earth? <laughs> All the talk layers. Talk to Brendan Fraser about that. Yeah, talk to Brendan oh Fraser. Oh my God. How about read the Jules Verne novel instead? <laughs> <laughs> How many movies has Brendan Fraser tried to make and failed? Whoa. Hey, quick side note. I tried to get Eric to watch The Mummy the other day. And yeah. He was like hating on it. You've never the seen it? The new one or the old the one? Old no. The, the Brendan Fraser one. Okay, yeah. there we go. It's like, no, thank you. Really? Dude, give it a chance. I, I can see George of the Jungle like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mommy, you should watch. It's, it's a good popcorn flick. It is. And yeah. Rachel Wise is in it. Yeah, she looks pretty good. Yeah, she looks fantastic. I mean, Daniel Craig married her. Hello. He's perfect. A- aside of you, Eric. <laughs> I mean, nice save. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well, I have, I have some questions for Michael. So, some of these equations, we're talking about a, a landmass seven times the size of Earth in terms of inhabitable surface area. How seven you... times the total. It's actually, if we took the same, like, you know, 30% of that, I mean, it came out to about 113 okay. million so square twice, miles, which is about the twice the size. Okay. But almost exactly twice, which, you know, ooh, super shocking. Like, <laughs> who knows? So Maybe what, they thought that explain through. some of the equations that that you use to get to this. I mean, what uh, what kind of math are we talking about? Uh, Instead of explaining specific equations, can you just tell us like... Some of the values we use and some of like that? I don't know. What else would you like to hear? Like levels of math required. 
Yeah. What oh. kind of math were you applying to this? Oh, this was calculus. Yeah, we were using calculus to kind of go through and we solved it all in terms of it was actually me and my roommate. We both had separate approaches trying to, <laughs> you know, arrive at the same solution. And shockingly enough, we both uh, through different execution channels, through different methods of going about this, we arrived at the exact same equation at wow. the end of the night. So, okay. It was actually rather cool, and you know, a great testament to to math and all of its in all of its glory. I'm an engineer by trade, so you know, I really <laughs> I, I get a kick out of all this. It's, I love it. It was, it was a great time for me, but the challenge was, I mean, honestly, we wanted to have a great, a valid solution for all of this, and so we really wanted to take into account, you know, the most realistic situation and scenarios for the the Death Star, and we kind of went there and then identified the problem and said, you know what, we just need to find a way to calculate the area of a whole bunch of circles for every single level of the Death Star. Mm -hmm. And we arrived at a fancy little calculus equation that would give us that with a couple of variables thrown in and all that good stuff. That's great. So, yeah. so what would you call this theorem? Uh, should it, should it ever have a name? Death Starium? <laughs> Death Stariums? I don't know. I, yeah. Well, it's, it's a word. It's like a, Pythagoras. Like Pythagoras theorem. Pythagorean theorem. Yes, the Destarian theorem. <laughs> Destarian, yes. It's a Okay. It's a rather it's a, it's a working title, but as you see, it's very much a uh, something that has concerned us for generations. It's it truly it's, has. It's been, it truly has. been at the back of our minds for quite some time now. So <laughs> the uh, yeah, but I think the the really cool thing that we kind of arrived at was like trying to figure out, well, how many how many subsections do we cut this in cuz you can't just approach this and say, "Oh, well, what's the volume of the Death Star?" That's going to tell me how many how much surface area I have. And right. you're like, oh, well, people don't live six feet off the ground on a floor. Like, Oh, yeah, they have high ceilings. Yeah, so very high like... ceilings. So what are you going to come at? And I can't remember the source right now, but we ended up coming up to, uh, what was it, 21,588 levels. Oh, wow. 21,000 levels. On the Death Star. That's a Is there anything close to that? Pretty sizable like on number. Earth? Twenty-one thousand so. levels. Imagine, that's imagine, question? Buddy the Elf hitting the buttons on the elevator. It'd take you a while. Oh, <laughs> it's like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how how the hell would you how know would you, what how level would you, to go to? How would you know how to get from one into the other? And so, and they talk about it was really cool because they talk about how everything was broken up into sections. So you had like each section they might have had like twenty levels of sections, but each section had entire you know hundreds of thousands of or tens of thousands or five thousands or however many floors inside of each of those subsections so i would imagine just from a whatever makes sense is like you'd essentially live and spend all of your time in your section and never leave i mean can you imagine having to go 200 miles up to get to <laughs> 200 miles up to get insane. to where you needed to go i mean that's just it's... to get to like the nearest bathroom yeah. because yours are out on your level so to, back to the elevator question i mean these were the fastest effing elevators oh, man, that were ever invented because i mean you know you see in the movie they're like hit a button or something and they go somewhere and they're there like that well i think it's because it's in the movie but i would imagine they'd make them really fast <laughs> well, they're clearly like an advanced society. I mean, if they if they have that kind of technology. I love how we're just now talking about like that's unbelievable, but yet we're like, 
Luke's training and his Jedi powers are completely about like we're like not questioning the Force at all. Oh no, the, that's we're, totally canon, right? I mean. yeah. <laughs> but oh. I think it's really fun to think about. Well, what what if the Death Star were real? Like, what is the scale of it? It's, well, you know how to build it, right? Well, I mean, that's let's next. Just, that's let's next. Just get after it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, and that's one of the things that surprised us the most is the fact that it was like. Level by level by level by level. I guess I don't know at what size does your small moon have enough gravity that you'd be like crunching in on itself and not trying to fall down towards the planet it's around. I mean, hmm. you think if it's level by level by level, then it's probably using the gravity from whatever it's orbiting to hold everyone to the floor. What is it orbiting? That's another thing because I just watched, we watched this documentary, Eric, on the way to New Orleans about um, the moon and the earth and the Big Bang and all that stuff, remember? Right. Excuse me, right before we watched that um, one about the Las Vegas of ancient Rome. Oh, yeah. Another that, that, that was terrible. Yeah, that, it was all right. Yeah. It's, it's a solid 50 minutes of drama. But anyways, um, they were saying how, you know, if we didn't have the moon helping us orbit around the sun, of course our climates would change and, you know, we wouldn't have the vegetation we have certain species wouldn't survive because they would change so harshly. Mm-hmm. So what is, I guess a couple questions, throwing it out to the group here. Did the Death Star just create something internal that manages how it orbits? Is it Does it always have to have something to orbit around? Um, is there some Ooh. sort of like vegetation on the Death Star? Would there have to be? Because I imagine, you know, if you're the dark side, it would probably hinder your um, import-export uh, trading partnerships <laughs> with other planets, you know, if you're blowing them up. So, I mean, I would imagine they'd have, like, yeah. a level where they grew wheat. Sure. I don't know. And they were probably a center of trade, too, you realize. I mean, for something that size, surely your only use of something that's 200 miles across is not going to be... A giant death machine. It very well could be. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I would also think that that would be a priority. great source of like a, a waypoint and like trade or something like that. I mean, if the Empire is trying to control all of the trade that's going around the area, surely that would be a great place to store some of that and keep that available and have some trade-offs. I don't know. It'd be an interesting use case to see kind of what the use of and who knows, maybe there were farmers on the Death Star. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. I'd love to be a farmer on the Death Star. One interesting thing, too, that always bothered me about the Death Star is light speed. Like, the Death Star could go into light speed, right? Could it? I don't know. Maybe. Did it at any point? I don't, I'm not it sure. It never moved. Maybe I'm making it just that just orbited. Yeah, it always just seemed to be at the, I guess, well, it depends on the side you were on, but wrong place at the wrong time. Or... Oh, well, imagine, imagine the people of Alderaan, you know, the Death Star's like, we're gonna destroy Alderaan, and they're like traveling there for like four years, and they're like, no, they're gonna, they're really gonna destroy close. Guys. <laughs> they're really, I mean, like because planets aren't close to each other, so it's gotta, it's gotta move. You would us. assume it point. would go to light speed. I'm assuming they didn't just build it, <laughs> orbiting to destroy where... one planet, and they're like, well, I hope someone uh, destroys it now? because <laughs> we can't move it anywhere. And... <laughs> uh... That's bad. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. <laughs> I mean, really see a planet destroyer should. Well, if you can move to multiple planets, Han Solo over here. If your Millennium Falcon can go into light speed, 
do you think you could power something? Something could be powered enough to go into light speed. We're as, talking about the Millennium Falcon, though. I mean, it's not even in the same league as the Death Star. Yeah, I mean, true. Please. I mean, it crossed the galaxy in twelve parsecs. After all, that's all that really matters. That's yeah. true. All right, I wasn't trying to get you guys all to have a hard on for the Millennium Falcon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say, in terms of surface area of the Millennium Falcon, I don't know. That's a whole other. That'll be your homework assignment, Michael. I now really appreciate to... the way you say Falcon. You say it right. Falcon. 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 Yeah. Is that Falcon. How you say it? Yeah, Falcon. How do you Mo- say it? Millennium Falcon. I say it how Han says it. How do you say it? Watch the movie. Say no. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just on the spot. Wait, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. It's the Falcon. I say Falcon. I say Falcon. I say Falcon too. Whatever. <laughs> hey, who says that's a bad way to say it? I mean, apparently Eric does. Yeah, cheese and rice. Judging Eric. you. Cheese and rice. Yeah, you're like Lando. <laughs> Hand. Oh, that drives oh, me crazy. I can't believe George wasn't like, dude. That's not how you pronounce it, man. Like, <laughs> let's re- yeah. let's reshoot this. Let's get it right. No. Billy D was uh, not having it. Billy D. I mean, you saw him at that Star Wars 40th reunion. He was just sitting up there with the sunglasses on, not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're, we're coming up and wrapping up here. What fun Star Wars questions should we ask our special guests? Well, just in general. Well, like, do you know how to build the Death Star? Or, I mean, do you think we have the raw materials to actually, you know, get it done? See, man, I mean, something that size, I mean, you'd have to mine planet after planet to get enough even raw materials for something like that. It'd be an incredible feat of engineering, though. I mean, hey, I mean, you're talking about living on the Death Star. If we had, okay, different time, let's say we didn't call it the Death Star. It was <laughs> the Life it's Star. The life it's star. called the Life Star. <laughs> there's a, hey, guys, did you hear? There's this new Life Star orbiting. They're building this Life Star orbiting around Earth. It's supposed to be like 200 miles across. It has a giant laser for some reason. We're not really sure why, but it's there. <laughs> it's orbiting Earth, and they need people to help run it. Would you guys want to go and live on that? I mean, it'd be kind of fun. You'd get to go to space. You'd get to like go around Earth and see Earth from the from the up and up. That and, would be cool. Right? If they had a Flix brew house. I bet, I bet, oh, I bet there's probably several. I oh, their yeah. bar scene would be sick. Yeah. Okay. Like Canto bite the entire bar scene. Well, everybody. Oh would, hell yeah! Everybody would be a lightweight because it's like you know beer in space, right? That's a separate podcast. I was about to say. I'm not sure. <laughs> beer if... in space, but does it have actual gravity? I mean, is it artificial gravity? I mean, and we haven't even talked about. It. I mean, the fact that when it orbited, when it orbited the planet, like it was vertical. Like so, if you were looking from Earth, you'd be looking up, and each floor would be sideways, because <laughs> the way that it was orbiting oh, yeah. around, like. Didn't make sense. So the gravity—it's wrong. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, unless they figured unless it out. they figured out how to do artificial gravity the whole way around, which they probably did because it's Star Wars, and I don't doubt them. But mm-hmm. you never know. Okay. It's beautiful, just the way that the architecture works out, the infrastructure, and just the beautiful of construction, the ingenuity that went into it. I'm sure that it's just magical. So yeah, not he's not dark, only he's dark side. Not only, <laughs> <laughs> but not only would you need to to engineer the construction, and you'd have to figure out how the hell to build the thing, like just build it with the end result in mind. You'd have to think about all the tools that you would need hmm. to actually build it. No, you wouldn't. You just use the force and move stuff. <laughs> That's probably how half the thing got built. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably, I mean, in the sixth movie, we saw the the half-completed Death Star, so they probably had some giant 
you know, of those segments completed. And then as they would, they would build segment by segment to help complete the full circle mm-hmm. or the whole Death Star and then, you know, get people to move in and start living it and still build it. The rest of the thing, I forget. I'd be curious to see how long it actually took them to build the Death Star. Yeah, I mean, it probably, it's the only thing I can think of comparable in terms of time and labor would be like the pyramids. Like, didn't mm-hmm. it take centuries to build it? I mean, unless you watch Ancient Aliens, like, we all know it took, like, a day. But... I thought Apocalypse helped build it. No? He did. Oh. Some of them. <laughs> X-Men fans. Oh, we're there. crossing into it. We're yeah, crossing into it. Yeah. Oh, a whole other universe. I know. Yeah, literally. Another yeah. galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yes, I see what you did Was there. that a good one, yeah, guys? Was... You're on fire. Thanks. Um, all right, what other, what other questions should we ask Michael? Any Star Wars related questions we need to drill on? No pun intended, because like we're talking about engineering. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I thought you did bring up a good point though of like how maybe to use the force. Maybe Darth like had a lot to do with they could, like they just built a piece and then you're like, all right, man, like just use do what you do and just place it together. You know? Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. That's a great call. I wish you could see my hands right now. I'm doing the choke thing, and he just kind of like. Maybe the choke thing, he's not actually choking people. He's trying to pick something up and move it, and someone's like in the way, and he's like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> move. I'm not trying to choke you right now. I'm just trying to put this lug nut. How do you think he here. figured out that he could do that? I mean, he oh, was probably, yeah. he was oh, probably yeah. hard at work, you know, building the Death Star, doing something, moving papers <laughs> on his desk, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, no, don't, don't go in the way. Oh, oh, you're, you're, you're choking. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, oh. That's handy. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Party trick. <laughs> so who's your favorite Jedi? Oh, I, I I always was a fan of Anakin prior oh, yeah. to the prior to the fall, but you know yeah you were <laughs> the hair I, I dressed as him one year for Halloween you know <gasps> with the the long hair and everything else like that episode I, three vibes yeah you know sorry for all those who don't like episode three but no was, we, we love episode three we need to see a picture of this oh I can I can find one at some point <laughs> it's okay. uh, it's a good good time nice so were you a fan of um, his romance with Padme. How do you think that played out? Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we're not going to find out whether or not you actually did like episode two, but we want to let you know you're in a safe space. <laughs> uh, my, our brother, Marty, actually, my 30th birthday was this last weekend, and he got me episode two soundtrack on vinyl. On vinyl? Yes. It was so funny. (laughs) I pulled it out and I was like, oh, no. The case is actually really nice, though. It's, like, super nice. The presentation is is great. It's wonderful. I mean, it is a beautiful poster. It is. But, and we did put it on and listen to it. And at first it was a joke, but then it started to feel like it was on purpose. But that's (laughs) fine. Um, Well, anything else we need to hit on, Pat? Yeah. uh, What color lightsaber would you have? Ooh. I had blue. I have blue in my in my office at work, just sitting in front of my computer. A blue lightsaber. Classic. Angle. Always at the ready. Classic. You angle. never know when you might just need one for. A... <laughs> His lightsaber looks the coolest, though. It does. I I, I think that. I mean, I'm biased for sure, but I think it looks cool. I approve. <laughs> it's yes, retro. It's old school. Um, are you a Battlefront person? Do you play Star Wars Battlefront? I haven't played for years. I was always Yoda back in the day. Playing Battlefront. And, uh, we broke down uh, the Battlefront 2 trailer, which looks sick. 
in our last podcast. And they coordinate that with the with Disney, right? So it's yeah, yeah. So, so they're actually the scene, oh yeah, because they're owned by Disney. All the scenes and stuff are canon, and oh man, that's excellent. Yeah. Aren't yeah, they actually in Naboo? It's legit. Legit. Yeah, they, they're intertwining. <laughs> <Legit. laughs> like episode, all the characters from episode seven, and they're actually doing some prequel stuff too. They've got Maul in there and a young Yoda, and they're on Naboo. And, oh, sweet. Yeah, so it's like a couple different universes there mm-hmm. paralleling. Hmm. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. All right, what's your favorite episode? I like episode four, my favorite, just because it's a classic and mm-hmm. just a, a, good old, a good old time to get back into the swing of things. Although episode... Six is definitely always a good one to bring me back to the to the excitement of of childhood. And what are your thoughts on Ewoks? I think they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> is that an okay opinion? I think they're yeah. adorable. Yeah, it's an okay. Yeah, they're opinion. pretty cute. That's an amazing opinion. Um, it's just fun to meet someone that doesn't. All, I mean, obviously, most like ninety five percent of the people say Empire, so it's kind of cool to hear someone not say Empire Strikes Back. You know, you got some nostalgic ties. I love it. Which is awesome. I try to do that. I'm a big nostalgia guy. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is a good time. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a blast. Um, we will, uh, I, I, I will include in this post, Pat and I will put the actual image of the Death Star elevation plan um, that you provided. I, I personally don't understand anything on it. But <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, it could be helpful if someone wants to run their own calculations, right? Yeah, yeah. let them have at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll definitely. Pro- we could totally provide the the formula and see if people can pick it apart, and if they like it and don't like it, it's just a bunch of, you know, like real math has very few numbers. It's mostly letters anyway, so <laughs> right. that's how we generally do things. Lots of pie. Way. I see pie a lot. Everyone mostly loves pie. Mumbo, I love pie. Do you mm-hmm. like pie? I like it's pie. Great. <laughs> don't talk about pie right now. I'm about to give birth in like four weeks. I'm starving. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Of course, everyone, this is Star Wars Theory Series on PureFandom.com. I'm your host, uh, Liz Prue, co-host Patrick Pohop here. Hi and bye. Sorry. I don't know why. I just put you on the spot there. And then thank you to our guests for joining us, Eric and Michael. Hey, it was great to be here. So welcome. And uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at pure underscore fandom. And if you want to write or podcast for Pure Fandom, email Liz at purefandom.com or Lindy at purefandom.com. And we'll catch you next time. Capes out.